Welcome to a Delco Nerd Network Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Rigucci, and here with a few friends in the Delaware County area, we get a basement and talk about a certain topic. Today's topic is going to be hitting 1,000, sorry, whoa, 100,000 subscribers on YouTube with my guest, Alex Rome. Can I actually say your last name or is yeah, that? sure. Okay. Ahead. Alex Martinelli, aka Alex Rome on YouTube. Alex What's up, man? It's good to see you. It's really been a while since the last time I saw you. Oh my god, it's been so long. I had, a, had, a, I probably haven't seen you in like five or more years, and I, I was super pumped when you reached out to me because I saw you were doing like this podcast stuff and getting into content creation. Mm-hmm. And me being a content creator, I thought that was really cool, and I appreciate the opportunity to come on here, dude. I mean, it's not every day you fucking know somebody who hits um fucking one. A milestone on YouTube, but two is doing it as like a component to their career. Hell so yeah. this is like a very rare circumstance we find ourselves in. Yeah, man. One, congratulations, man. Seriously, like I don't, I don't know who's like, like I, I, you posted about it online, and it's kind of just like who actually like really knows what like a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube actually means, right? Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. a weird thing. It's like. You would tell some like lame in that, and they'd be like, "Oh, cool." Yeah. But it's like, no, nah, <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah, yeah. that's like a like a ten like. I would say maybe I'm wrong. Probably like ten percent of people in on YouTube are probably in that tier. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's inter- it, It's interesting. It, it is. A, it is a big milestone, especially as a creator, because like it means people are paying attention to you, right? Like what you're doing, and it was always it was always a. a a milestone that I wanted to hit. It took me a while. Yeah. But uh, I really, I, I figured out what it was that I wanted to do and the message that I wanted to create. And I just chased that message, like delivering that message and, and was able to, to do that. Um, but yeah, it's a, like as a creator it is, it is a big milestone. So why don't you explain for those who don't know you are what exactly you do both like on YouTube and then like what your YouTube is actually like, you know? Yeah, I feel like there's like two arms of the business, right? There's a lot now. <laughs> oh, yeah. maybe yeah, maybe yeah. there's more. Yeah. So, it. so it's what I do is I I make YouTube videos where I they're music production tutorials. I teach people primarily in the electronic and pop and hip hop music space how to create music and how to how to engineer music uh like audio engineering mixing how to make music um behind an electronic music software so i don't actually teach a lot of people ask me like oh so so what instruments do you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's like it's not like that yeah, well it's not yeah it's really it's not like that we i, I teach a, the electronic production of music so everything behind a doll or, or in other words a digital, digital audio, audio station yeah and yeah, if you, I know that term. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you go to YouTube and you search Alex Room, you'll find videos that say like, you know, how to make melodies for electronic music, how to make chords for electronic music, uh, how to make drums. So I like teach every. Should I look at the camera? Or should I look at you? You can do both. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> so I teach like every like a well-rounded, um, 
a well-rounded angle on on music. And if you if you want to learn how to make music, uh, that's when I would come in. You would search something like how to make electronic music, and you probably find videos by me on YouTube. Yeah, you know, it's that's funny how like you you search you, and it is very easy to find you. Like all your shit just like yeah. hits. Well, when you do it <laughs> when you do it for so long, uh, you start to accumulate content. Yeah, and that's that's what that's what the the key is is just to consistently keep putting stuff out that people care about, mm-hmm. and it starts to build credibility on these platforms, and the platforms learn who you are. Like platforms are just bi- literally just big brains. <laughs> it's a good they, way to put it. They are. They're big brains, and they w- they're constantly trying to figure out who are who are on the platforms and what mm-hmm. they do, what value they give. And then what they do, what what platforms like say YouTube will do, is it will pay you in followers, uh, and subscribers and viewers if you're doing well. If you're making content that they know people like, they will put your content in front of more people, and that's how they, that's how they pay you and grow your credibility. So it's always when you're a creator, you're always trying to to just better your content and raise the bar and. Do it consistently and for a long time. It's interesting to hear somebody. I mean, not that you're speaking. I mean, you're kind of speaking positively, but somebody speak positively on the algorithmic side of YouTube because I feel that's all you hear about is how the YouTube algorithm, or m- maybe it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, is just fucking everyone over. Well, <laughs> that's just the media. I mean, the media has made everything s- sound bad at some point sure but like when we when you when you talk about the algorithms algorithms is just people that's all algorithm is like there there isn't really an algorithm it's 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 there it's just people so like an example would be um if you put up a video and you're trying to get x amount of views and likes on the video and it gets way more than that maybe you could go semi-viral get like like hundreds of thousands of views a lot of people might think oh you, you know he really he fed the algorithm or it was the algorithm that did that like something about the video it's like no that the what the algorithm does is it it saw that people liked, liked the video mm-hmm. and was pretty certain that more people were going to like it and because people were able to watch that video and connect with it and take something from it. Maybe a lot of them are rewatching it. That's a big thing on YouTube. If if a, if a lot of people rewatch your videos, uh, that's when those platforms really grow you. So the algorithm it's just people. If um, uh, some people think the algorithm hates them, and yeah. really that's a big excuse for people don't care about their content <laughs> yet. You know. Um, or maybe they just people just don't find it relevant. They don't find it valuable. I feel like I think you're I think you're onto something because like I I watch a ton of YouTubers who at some point maybe some are more vocal than others are bitching about it to a certain extent. It's like oh the algorithm kind of got me on this one. And it's like well you know I'm not gonna sit here and like m- like retort to that comment. It's just kind of I'm so used to hearing it. Yeah. Um, and even with our content, I don't like you know we're a very small podcast. And, um, as a podcaster, it's really hard to like break out. Yeah. Like there are a lot of podcasts under that certain mark. And then there are, like we were talking about YouTube, there's a rare 
select podcasts who are just above and beyond the call of duty and are really doing well like it's yeah. hard to break yeah. that line right right uh, it, it, no matter what you're doing podcasting youtube like it, content creation in general like there it's hard to break through and you clearly successfully did it um so like from the scope of your business did the youtube start first or did the business side of it start first the, the YouTube started first. So, okay. So I, I don't know why I, I think about it all the time, but I like, I made my first video in 2014. Yeah. I looked to see when your channel was yeah. made. It was 2014. I made my first video in 2014 and I don't know why I, I started doing it because I started making music before that. I started making uh, music in like 2012. 2013 i think and you, you've always been like very artistic i mean for i guess for those who don't know i've known alex pretty much my whole life <laughs> yeah our whole, our whole lives <laughs> yeah yeah well his brother chris is one of my my best friends um like since fucking preschool so yeah we've been through the ringer <laughs> yeah yeah man but yeah so i i i started making music in 2013 and then i made my first youtube video in 2014 to sh- uh, because I wanted, it was a, just a straight tutorial, like screen recording of me making music on my laptop. Um, and the reason I did it, I think is just because I wanted more attention to my music that I was making. I figured tutorials was a good way to get that attention, um, which it was, but what I, I kept making tutorials because they kept getting attention. Like people liked me teaching and you know, sometimes, sometimes when, when you do like, so like I like to, to make music, but I started making content and people were clicking with the content more. I was getting more hits on, on, on the teaching than I was the music. And, and, in my, hmm. in my eyes, like if, if, if that's the thing that's clicking, well, that's what people, that's what people want. So when you started, there was like, what was that goal really like solid or was kind of like, eh, this is what I want to do. But like, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I just, it was like a hobby. I pushed videos out like once a month. Um, yeah. For like three years, it was just a back burner thing, but I kept paying attention to it because it's all really all I had. Like I I was in college at the time and I knew I wasn't going to stay in college. I just, I was miserable in college. So you didn't finish out school? No. Okay. I, I just I I wasn't gonna stay in school because I didn't like it. It what to wasn't giving me what I needed out of like life. Um, I feel like most people would probably agree with you. Even I, as yeah. somebody who finished college, can probably agree with you to some level that like college is like a it it's 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 a weird thing. It gives you a nice degree that opens your doors for you, but like how much does it actually help is a different right, question. Right. Right. Well, I. I, th- I think college is it's useful. It is. I mean, um, but you have to you have to realize like what you're what it, you're getting into. Like, it'll give you a degree to get a job. Like, but like it's that job that is the important thing. Mm-hmm. Like to to me, like the jobs that you could get like with the degrees that I was like majoring in. Um, which is like business degrees. I was like, what am I really going to so that, do? And that, that's what you were doing? You were doing business? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you were like, the, you know, music's over here, business is... I mean, like, so the, in, the, they intertwine, sure, because mu- bu- right. music is business, but, you know. Right. But I just wanted to make music. Like, that. I saw what I wanted to do. I didn't want to do college, but college bought me time. 
it bought me a lot of time. <laughs> you know, like I, when I was at college, I was making music and tutorials the whole time. Still didn't know I was making tutorials, but I was just, I was do, people were paying attention to them. So I, it's, it's a, t it's a tension that I had. So I just kept doing it. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, eventually I made it to a crossroads where, my debt was starting to accumulate because I was in my third year of college. My like student debt was starting to accumulate and um, I had to make a decision. Like it's either um, because I, oh yeah. So I made it to my third year in college and my YouTube was, it was, you know, I was at like 20,000 subscribers on YouTube, maybe in my third year of college. So people were paying attention to me and people were beginning to pay me for lessons now. So how, like, you were just, started. you were just doing like under the table under the table lessons like yeah. yeah that's how the lessons started so i was like hmm this is like a business and that like gave me money to for school like to to hmm. like go drink and stuff sure right um and <laughs> and like eat and so i was get i was like getting getting beer money food money so i was like very like happy with that i didn't know that that could actually happen yeah um so yeah this the business started and I was at, a, I made it to a crossroads. It was like right at, the, it was like my first day of my fourth year of college. And maybe it was like a weekend. I don't even know. But uh, the crossroads was, well, I could take out more debt and stay in school. And Alex, the whole Alex Rome thing will definitely fail. Right. Because um, you're not fully Not in like it. off the ground and I'm not fully in it. So that right. will definitely fail. Or I can drop out of school and Alex Rome might or might not fail. <laughs> so so I I knew that's all I cared about. I didn't care if the degree failed because I wasn't going to use it anyway. I was just going to keep making videos after college. Right. Um, uh, and try to juice things back up. So I, I quit my beginning my, my last year of college. And I went full time into the YouTube creation probably took two like a year or two of just slow growth and failing miserably at youtube and not making really any money until like two years ago when i cracked i figured it out like it's just a learning <laughs> it's a learning program it's a, a learning a learning curve yeah it's a learning curve i just cracked it two years ago i figured out what it is that youtube wants and was able to really accelerate my growth to like 50, 40, 50,000 subscribers a year, which is like probably what I'm doing now. Right. Yeah. That's wow. Yeah. It's like, that's really impressive. I don't know if you like sit back and like kind of think about that. It like, again, like that is, that is not something I have done. I've worked for a YouTuber. I, uh, oh, yeah? to give you some background, yeah, I, I started. Uh, a YouTuber that I watched who uh, did video content for the game Guild Wars 2 reached out to me and was like, hey, I'm starting to Twitch stream. He was This is his full-time job. So he was unemployed for a little while, and he was doing some stuff on the side, but he was finally like, okay, this is like 2015. I'm finally going to start streaming on Twitch and like do content creation full-time and try to make money. Like This is what I'm going to do. So Twitch was his answer to that so his youtube kind of went on the back burner a little bit because as he's working a nine to five like stream schedule on twitch he can't really do youtube so he asked me hey can you edit videos for me and i was like sure so i did i edited uh 
for him in college. His name is Bog Otter on YouTube. Um, so I edited for him. And then at nice. the end of my senior year, I did an internship with him. Basically, now I'm going to get college credit for it. And we're, I'm just going to do a bigger project because now I have more time to like dedicate it to it. Instead of just coming home, doing it on the side while I was working at the yeah. movie theater. Um, you know, there was like a little bit more at stake here. So I did a bigger video. And then after college, while I was unemployed slash working part time, doing some freelance on the side, I was still editing for him for some like a little bit of um what's the word pay um compensation so he wasn't you know it was it was he was throwing me some money um but it was not like he could like fully afford like the, a freelance wage i was kind of just like helping him out so i i saw the backside of like a successful youtuber and even like how I, big was he on youtube um i think his biggest was probably like forty thousand. Yeah, but YouTube, his YouTube, even after I left, like he just, as a Twitch streamer, he just doesn't have time to create that content, and that makes sense. You really, I I know for the like the gaming community, like Twitch and YouTube are like very essential, but like you can't do them both full time. You just can't. You can't support a live stream and then do like very well edited videos and turn them out weekly or, or whatever the schedule is so he, he picked twitch over youtube which is fine youtube money is uh you know i don't have to tell you i mean <laughs> i don't know how much you make off youtube but youtube money can be weird i, I assume it is pretty weird yeah <laughs> that's a good way to describe it, it's it weird, but you but you you figure it out like that that's another thing too it's like you learn how how the money works in time it's like you, if you start a youtube channel tomorrow it's you're not like it, it takes you a while to get to that point where like now the money is coming in and and you know your first and it's steady yeah well yeah that's what's cool about youtube is like if you get if you start to get like 40 50 bucks a month 100 bucks a month 500 bucks a month it stays there every month as long as you're consistently uploading um uh, you know, I know people who are, are uploading, you know, one video a week, probably takes them four hours to do, and they're probably collecting a couple grand a month. Um, and how many and views it are they getting? It doesn't move like that, that money. Uh, like a couple grand a month would be, if I, for me to make $2,000 in a month, I'd have to get like 250,000 views. And I have, that's huh. like, that's like high for me so that like it'll like vary from like um my like my rep my adsense will vary from like a thousand a month to like two grand a month if i take my foot off the gas then it reflects in the adsense like if i take my foot off the gas like work on products and stuff um i was gonna say what reason would you what reason would you have to take your foot off the gas work on products so that's like another thing i didn't really explain yet i Use my YouTube to drive traffic to my business, which started with me giving lessons, like music lessons, teaching how to how to make music and stuff, teaching music theory, really everything. Uh, it started with music lessons, and then I eventually was selling out of music lessons. <laughs> so <laughs> that's pretty funny. So I, I made a course, and that did has done really really well for us. And now this year we're working on basically virtual instruments, samples, and stuff like that. Um, 
and we're they're called like sample packs. I don't know if you ever heard yeah, of them. Yeah, it makes sense. So but, you would buy yeah. samples to use in your own original track. Yeah, so like we sell like the they're called packs of let's say sound effects that you can use in your sounds. If you're let's say you make music for video games, you can use our sound effects to enhance that music like if you need like certain sounds in that music, you know. So we build those now and they're doing quite well for us we're still new in that business so we're learning things learning how that business moves but yeah we, we make a lot of cool products for music producers and we're working to be that that dream platform for a music producer so when you say we do you have like a team because this is new to me Yes. I, I assumed it was just maybe you. <laughs> no, no, no. So if I was just a YouTuber still, then I would be just me. But um, I have a full-time editor uh, who edits. A on video, video editor. Yes, video cool. editor uh, because that takes a lot of time. It you, does. As you know. Yeah. Um, I have my brother. My brother Nick is full-time marketer for my business. Cool. And then – you know, and now Chris is actually part time <laughs> making some instruments for us. I mean, um, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like he's the musically Chris, gifted yeah. one, so he's yeah. making instruments for us now. Um, who knows? Maybe that. How long has that been grow. a thing? Because I mean, Chris like Chris working is, for us, right? Because Chris has been making doing fucking guitar shit forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, uh, yeah, he was always hesitant with selling his soul. To- <laughs> He never, ne- he never. Is that his own words? I yes. Could, yeah. I, yes. That's, he, that's exactly he knows why that he said it. eventually, if like he were to hop into my industry full time, where I'm paying him to make instruments and samples, um, that he's selling his soul. <laughs> but he might want to do that. He yeah. might want to do that. He because he uh, he feels like he see he's a he paints cars now. Yeah, I know that. He loves it. Like, yeah adores this job and he's an all-star at it um yeah that's what he told me he's good but at it. and i've seen him post stuff yeah and he but he was telling me like it feels like that type of workflow you go to work paint cars you come home you go to work you paint cars you go home he says it feels very Monotonous? like you're in a machine oh yeah like you're in this machine of like society and uh he said you know maybe this could potentially be a way out of it to to do cool stuff like building instruments and stuff like that but that's like still on the back burner we're still like uh figuring it out figuring it out we're in the beginning stages so we're like a startup so things are gonna work things aren't but right now we're having fun and that's what we do so the youtube channel drives traffic people find me through my youtube channel and they click on my website and they buy my products and then and there's clearly like a demand. So this is the part, of the, you know, I don't know the music industry. So, but it, it, from what I understand and from what I know, it makes sense that somebody would be looking for a tutorial on how to do X, find somebody who knows how to do X, and then finds out, oh, this person also does lessons and I'm yeah. already watching their content. Yes. It makes sense for me to pay whatever the premium is to get the courses and, you know, learn directly from you instead of just watching the free stuff you put out on youtube so like yeah so that's exactly it (laughs) great (laughs) somebody somebody hears somebody hears uh an electronic song they want to learn how to make that music because it sounds cool they go on youtube how to make electronic music oh this looks cool they click on one of my videos because it's there and uh they watch my video and they like it 
They look at my description. Oh, he's got a full length course. I can learn how to do all of this in six weeks. <laughs> it's like it's a six <laughs> yes, weeks course, six, six week course that I have. Uh, so yeah, it's a six week course that I have. And the link actually says like, learn music production in six. Yeah, weeks. <laughs> you gotta have those catchy taglines. You and know, then they uh, you know, they get into the course and they they like it and and we grow. We're growing a community that way and you know not everybody who watches my stuff will will end, end up buying yeah. something but that's yeah. that's all right it's the nature of the business you know it's the, but that's okay that's okay like because you know i i don't make i make youtube videos because they are free and because they are fun to make because they do they do help people yeah for sure so um yeah it's just it's 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 the way it is it's a cool way of doing business and learning about people and growing but yeah, man. One thing I did forget to mention is if you've been listening to us forever, our intro and outro are actually by you. So oh no yeah, way, really? You, you don't remember this, dude? Wait, I remember. I, I'm like slightly remember One, you asking me to use my at the, 10x song. Yeah, dude. At, I and, and it was probably that. like 2017. It was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, I would be surprised if you didn't even remember because you probably weren't in the business yet you were just still fucking around on YouTube. i was still like making my beats and yeah yeah so one of your one of your songs is the intro and outro to the podcast oh that's exciting man. isn't that <laughs> funny <laughs> yeah that's exciting that's cool yeah yeah this was yeah i was gonna say it's probably no maybe it was like 2016 delk under network started probably around then I would Damn, think. was it 2016? Yeah, because oh, wow. you talking... were doing this since 2016. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so I remember asking Chris. I was like, "Hey, I was like, because like he, you know, he does guitar shit." I was like, "I don't like, I don't even know what I'd want," but I was like, "Could you do like an intro, outro, like little melody for me?" And he was like, "Ask Alex." I'm like, "Okay," <laughs> so that's what I did. And you just threw me a song that I was it was on your SoundCloud. And that's what I use. Yeah, I think electronic music suits suits this brand. Yeah, um, for nicer sure. Nicer because it's you know it's you guys talk a lot about gaming, right? And the like digital. Yeah, sound, yeah, yeah. So that's I that's where I think electronic just fits. That's what's cool. Yeah, that's what's cool. So about you've been music. supporting me since day one. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that's that. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, while we're talking about gaming, this was kind of my icebreaker question, but I, I'll throw it in now because we were just having such a good conversation. Um. Has any games influenced your music slash what is your favorite music in a video game? Oh, that's... Yes. Oh, my <laughs> God. Actually, um, I don't know which Mass Effect it was, but one of the Mass Effects... It might have been Mass Effect 4. Is there a Mass Effect there's 4? The, the Andromeda would technically be Mass Effect 4, so there's 1, 2, 3, Andromeda. And the collection actually just came out the remaster for all three of those games just came out like Friday, which I've been playing. Okay. So I can, I can like figure it out like on my phone, but there is one, it's my fit. One of my favorite songs in the world that I, it's just, it's so timeless, never gets old. And it's like, this song is like 10 minutes long. And it was in one of the mass effects, uh, by, by one of my favorite artists named coma duster. And, that like it just that influenced a lot for me. So like the Mass Effect songs, because that led me to listen. Is it like a is it like a electronic song? Like or is yeah, it... it's definitely electronically produced, but it's not like it's not like if you go to a rave, you won't hear this kind of song. It's... So is it is it like Das Days Fonts? Is that what it's called? It's called Hide and Seek. Okay, no. All right, so there's a song at the end of Mass Effect 3 that's in the credits. That's not really like scoreish, but I know it for a fact because I listened to it. 
and it's by like the person who like it's by somebody else, not the person who did the score. Yeah. So, so hide and seek. So this song. I'll look it up right now. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> hide and seek Mass Effect or Coma Duster, whatever. Um, you'll you'll find information on it. But I'm the, not gonna play it. But this this song. Uh, I was reading the comments. It looks. It, it seems like it comes in on a certain like level or on a certain like uh, quest or task or whatever that game is about. But that was a really, really big influencer for me. Uh, the, okay. ha- the Halo music, obviously. I mean, I honestly, <laughs> I was looking for you to say that. It's like ha- who you you can't be a musician interesting in scores and not like the Halo music, right? It's e- just e- a different. Level. Even some of the stuff from four and five. Um, yeah, it's all if, it's all beautiful. I was like, if you if like I I know we were talking about Halo before, and you said four and five didn't really do it for you, but there. Uh, Marty O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore don't do four and five, but there are really good tracks from four and five. They are they're they're good. Bungie is good. That some some companies I do think there are better than others at finding the talent to make songs. One thing I'm very critical about. I I like scores a lot. I have a fucking playlist. That's interesting. Of you like vi- know the names? I don't even know the video names games of, of scores. Uh, scores of video games, movies, TV shows. And one thing I am usually very something I always make sure to note is Marvel scores are boring. All of them. Really? All of them. They're no all very way. basic. They're all like there's only one Marvel movie. It's Captain America Winter Soldier that has like an outstanding score and who did that off the top of my head? I'm thinking about it. His name's there. It's not common to me. Um I'm going to look it up as we're talking. But Marvel movies have notoriously bad scores. They're just there. Like, it's yeah. just music to be there at right. that point. And, like, I'm sitting here listening. Oh, and I'm like, I hate that feeling, dude. I, Henry, know, the, I know exactly Henry, what Henry Jackman talking. did, and he does scores for tons of shit. He does tons of video games. That's what's funny, though, about scores. All these artists are doing all this shit. Yeah. Like, uh, one of the Mass Effects is by Jack Wall. I think two is. And yeah, like you bear, uh, bear McCreary does a lot of scores. Like you start seeing the same names as you like look at albums. I'm like, yeah. Oh, the same guy who did this movie did this game. Like they're all like video games and movies scores are like on the same tier. Like they get the same people. Maybe not Hans Zimmer. Maybe not him. But But no, I, I know what feeling you're talking about. Like when you're listening to a movie, you're like, okay, that's. That score is there just, just to be, to be there because they boring. need a score, right? You know, it's there's nothing special or unique about that. That's cool. That's, that's yeah. I I really like video game music. I think it, it it can it can make a like like I'm saying it can make a movie or break a movie. Um, yeah. You know so. you know I actually I just bought a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I was just, I was eyeing it up matter. for so long, <laughs> and. I, I just I, I wanted to play Super Mario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so originally I was gonna get uh, like a Game Boy SP, but because <laughs> but, uh, nice. I remember Super Mario Advance, I really wanted to play it. I wanted to hear it again, just nostalgia. Right. And um, but it was the same price to get one of those as a Switch. So I went with the Switch, and I'm like, I noticed like now when I play video games, cause I don't play a lot of video games. Yeah, I'm like paying attention. Used to though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm paying attention more to like those details, like the music and stuff, and like, although it is, uh, you know, uh, somewhat cheesy in those Mario so- uh, 
Mario games. It's like, it, it's cool. It's like, I love the production. A lot of those beats, right? Like, I, I think you mentioned it have nostalgia to people. Yeah. Um, even Halo. Halo 1 soundtrack, every song is a fucking bang. <laughs> yeah, like, every, every single one. Halo 2, 1 through 3, every track is yeah. like, yeah, dude, I know this fucking song. It's like rare to have a video game where people, like, where where the soundtrack has just blown up. Like, look, the, ha- like, the Halo main theme, like, the, the, the monks chanting, like, that is iconic, and as soon as you hear it, you know exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, is that monks chanting? Is that what that is? It's, it's a choir. Yeah, yeah. it's people. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It, it is factually people. Be- yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think about, like, what other game. Uh, Mass, Effect, Mass Effect does, like, Suicide Mission from Mass Effect 2 and Leaving Earth from Mass Effect 3 are tracks that I feel like not everyone will know, but, like, if you're a gamer, like, oh, I know that song. I liked, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed uh, the main menu song of Fortnite from 2017. Is it, I was going to say, it's probably changed since it first yeah, came out. it's probably changed, but, like... They, it was the one they they had it on the main menu for like a whole year, and that one was that one was nice. It was just an ongoing like a continuous beat, but the melodies and the the electronicness of it it was oh man really uh, I liked that and I actually ended up sampling it and making my own music with it. <laughs> so do you do a lot of that where you'll take I mean like sample music I mean uh, and like just fucking make a remix of it? Is that something you do a ton? Yeah, that's yeah, that's always. I mean, I'm okay. always making music. That's like on my, I don't put my music out anymore, but like I like to I love to make make music it's so, my thing so when you're making music you're kind of making it for yourself slash maybe like a video you're not necessarily be like this is my remix track of the Fortnite theme and then yeah, you put it on YouTube. Yeah. yeah yeah that's exactly it i'm making it just for me to um it just makes you feel good i like uh <laughs> my music i try i get to try weird things go into my world when i'm making music and um if i'm not making music for that purpose i'm making music for a video or um, sound designing for a product, a certain product. Would you ever want to work on like score for like a movie? I or always, a game? always wanted to do that. Yeah, I feel like that's much more feasible for people like you to do, especially indie devs, like yeah. looking for smaller studios with smaller budgets, looking for smaller. That would be awesome. Smaller really creators would. to do music. I know yeah. a ton of indie games that have like wild scores and they're by some random composer or music producer dude and it's just like okay this is cool and he's getting exposure from everyone who plays the game and it's again there are probably it's probably a rare select few people who actually listen to the music and then like kind of like take it in and maybe go listen to the soundtrack i think that's probably pretty rare maybe not maybe maybe i'm kind of being a little uh, harsh about it but like i i know i am somebody who like i'm like oh this is good i'm gonna go listen to the score well you know as a as a uh that that's interesting. It's like that's like one of the paths. Like as a as a producer, you can go. You can take right. So like you can you can make music uh, for a certain video game, and and the bigger that game gets, the more in demand you will become right. as a music composer. Right, because then people play the game and they go, "Oh, this music's awesome," and maybe somebody else who's making another another, game another developer. Goes, hey, yeah, we literally like your music in X game. Yeah. Can we can we work together? Yeah, like it's just that's, opening that's doors. That's huge. That has hap- that's happens too. Like, you know, bef- 
before Fortnite blew up, let's say, before sure. Fortnite blew up, nobody cared about Fortnite. <laughs> I mean, nobody, you know? I, I wouldn't, yeah, you're right. And um, Epic was still like a bigger company. You know, Unreal Engine is a, is like one of the most popular game engines on the planet. And then Gears of War. But besides Gears of War, Epic yeah. didn't do anything else. Yeah. Like and they, they for- sold the Unreal Engine and that right. was it. And when that, and when I'm sure like though, when, when that blew up, the people who made like, let's say the, the theme song of Fortnite, like now they're, they have all their options. Yeah. And I know, you know? um, some of these, like it, it's very rare. I was, I actually spoke to a singer who did, I did a podcast with Jenny Plant. She does, she sings the main theme for a game called Death Stranding. I don't know if you heard of it. Really cool music in that, too. Ludwig Forzel is the composer. But she was telling me, like, you know, it's really rare for a studio to have an in-house composer. Um, And at the time, Ludwig was working for Kojima Productions, like, full-time. Like, he was just there. He was their composer. And she was telling me how that's really strange or rare. Because usually, like, composers, like, you know, bounce around to companies. Right, right. I guess freelance or, what, contract Technically, they're yeah, not, and they're not free, in house freelance consulting. It's, it could be like any right, and it, like and that. she was kind of telling me he was like, yeah, that's weird for a composer to like just be at a company. And I think he had he actually recently left Kojima Productions to that's, do exactly that's, that. That's interesting. Yeah, I would I would think it has to do with like, um, you know, well, if you take let's say like a label like like uh, Epic Games, like such a big company, they could probably hire a full time composer. Because there's enough sound designing, there's enough like sound effects that guy's right. got to make. Right, score. There's sound yeah. design, audio design. There's a lot more. A, there's a lot more sounds to make yeah. every single day. Right, for a new gun, new right. whatever, new skin, whatever the fuck's going on. But if Fortnite. you're like a yeah, if you're like a micro dev, micro development agency, um, you got to put a budget together, hire one of these guys, and hope it's you come out on top with these scores right and hope you didn't overpay or like blow a lot of money somewhere else that maybe you know your music isn't great because you just didn't have the money for it or you know whatever the situation may be yeah um and and the product is is another thing too it's like you know if it costs you i don't know 25 grand to take on a composer to do 15 scores you better hope that they are a good set of 15 scores right if they're not you're out <laughs> like, yeah. like you don't get a redo you don't get a refund or a redo because that person like, hey, probably made spent months making them and yeah yeah so so five years ago could you have seen yourself kind of doing any of this i mean you're a you're a, uh, a small business you, you're a business owner they're like kind of an entrepreneur in a way you're a content creator that's really five years it's interesting no i Five years ago, no. I always thought I was gonna do something, do something different. I, I, I really like five years ago. Like, because remember, like five years ago when I was doing the YouTube well, it's five videos, years ago. It's, it's t- 2016. Yeah. Now that we're in like a weird number that I can't just minus five, or I have to carry. Yeah, that's my... like where I'm like <laughs> start. Here we are. It's like where 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 are we? it's like 2021 minus five. <laughs> so like 16, it wasn't like dead serious yet, but it was it was getting somewhere. But like I didn't think like because I always wanted to be like going to my own business and like hit it off big. Like that was my, my like just as a young young kid. Like I just always wanted to do a, some crazy type of business or i had like a big ambitions but i didn't know how anything worked 
Um, <laughs> I don't think I wanted, any of us still wanted Shoe to Prince. get, you know, I wanted to be a famous music producer working alongside uh, some like apprentice for somebody, some big producer like Taylor Swift or Taylor Swift's producer. Um, and then work my way up the ranks. And now I'm like a world class producer. Like I always like was thinking about that. Like, like, Oh, this, this is what'll happen. Like my YouTube's not going to be anything, but I s- still going somewhere. So I might as well make a video this week. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, um, one of the things I wanted to go back to, I think you, you mentioned, you kind of figured out how things worked. So when you're putting out a video, Are you doing so like are you at the point where you're doing content that you actually want to put out or at certain points you're like, I don't really want to make this video, but this is what is doing well. So I'm going to do it. Hell yeah. That's like, oh my gosh. It's like most videos, (laughs) most videos are, are that way. They just, they just work and, and I'm good at making them and they get a lot of attention. Um, but, uh, I don't necessarily like. I'm not crazy about like clickbaiting is another thing. Like especially thumbnails. I, I don't want to clickbait. Like it's it's hard. It's hard to not. <laughs> it's yeah. hard. It's hard to not, and it's hard to do. Big faces with like the, big uh, faces, yeah, big red, red arrows. arrows. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a like in it. Even with like the our YouTube videos, I try to keep thumbnails very much like. Podcasts are hard to like make clickbait because they're such, they are. they're such long content. It's yeah. like one, you're gonna look at that time and either be in or out. Like it doesn't matter what your fucking thumbnail is at that point. Right. Like you know, and I'm I'm I think most of you, most of your videos are not like super long, but like I feel like with nah, the, I what, try to do short videos, like five yeah five to twenty minutes. I feel I feel like it's I've like seen like five long. to five five probably on average like close to ten minutes. Right, because that is digestible. I yeah. see a tutorial video. And I want it to be as short as possible. Yeah, yeah. I, you, know, I, you, you don't want a long tutorial. <laughs> right, especially with, like, I'm doing something on Premiere, and I'm like, fuck, or Photoshop. And I'm yeah. like, how do I do this? If yeah. it's, like, five minutes sometimes, it's like, and it's definitely simple, and I know it is. Like, it's just like, okay, how do I do this? Right. Like, I want, like, a minute or two minutes. Yeah. Like, I just want to figure it out. I just want to go in and get out. Right. But, like, obviously for music, this is, you know, that's a totally different thing. Much more complicated, But, I'm you know, sure. that, that, that clickbait thing, it, it's a, it is a big, it is a big thing. It's, like, because you, you, uh, you have to, and, and I'm lucky that I, it's all music, so I still enjoy the content. <laughs> right. But it's, like, you know, sometimes I don't want to put a celebrity's name on a thumbnail just so it gets views. Sometimes I want to just, but it helps. <laughs> it, it it helps, and like you have to do it, and you gotta talk, make the video now about someone about the celebrity. Yeah, so I know you. I've, you've done like some Avicii stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't like. I don't like to do that. But uh, it. You kind of what you, you have, have to do, right? Yes, yeah. that's the nature of the game. It's what works. It's a big thing. Like you have to do what works, especially when you're not like the biggest creator in the world like when you're the biggest creator in the world you do whatever you want but even then now nowadays like i remember like back like in the earlier days of youtube they i feel like people would blow up and then they would do whatever they wanted i mean think about it um when we were in like middle school and high school and like the youtube videos we watched and some of those creators almost none of them and i like are really relevant anymore. I think there are very few YouTubers who were there at the 
at the crux of this thing who like made it out on the other side or just not doing YouTube. It's kind of funny to like, I don't know if you follow, you know, I, I, I know, you know what YouTube is like back then, but I don't know if you were watching YouTube and like, Oh, I was addicted where, to YouTube. Where are those since... creators fucking now? Those yeah. people used to watch every fucking day. Remember Smosh? Yeah. Smosh evolved and Anthony and Ian broke up and that was a thing. Like yeah. Smosh games came out of that. Like Smosh, Great example. Fucking really evolved and totally changed. And now I don't even know if Ian is still doing Smosh. I know Anthony Padilla. It's funny how I even know their like last names. Yeah, he, he got out of Smosh, and like it was a th it was a, it was a moment. And is he back in or uh, no? I I don't know what they're doing. But think, of, isn't that funny? Because like Smosh was a big YouTube channel at the beginning of YouTube, and yeah. they just evolved. I and thought, you don't I, know. You know what I thought was weird about Smosh because like no no. I don't think anybody's really still talking about Smosh. No. Like they're not relevant. No. Yeah. Okay. So I remember I remember <laughs> I like, can tell you if they're still doing shit right. Periodically now. I will like remember names that I used to watch, like Smosh. At, like when I was younger in like seventh grade. Like I remembered Smosh in a certain way. It was like Anthony and and Ian just doing stupid like stupid shit. Stupid shit. Like that's what I would expect to tune into. Right. But now they got this overdeveloped studio. Yeah. It's clean cut production. Um, they got all these like weird actors. <laughs> like, <laughs> like and they'll they'll do like like these weird like games with each other. I'm like, this isn't smosh. Right. You know, this is and, and that's kinda that's kinda I think what you're seeing is like the corporatization of YouTubers where a company will come in and kind of I guess give a budget to these guys, but then kind of like make some ground rules as to like, oh, like we need you to like not curse as much or do this. But like, and and you're right, even on the production level, before they were just fucking around with whatever camera they had, it was like rudimentary editing, and there's some charm to that. But now it's like even you know even this, I'm using a DSLR camera. Like none of this is necessarily like it's not fancy production, but it's not like the bare minimum. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like what you have to do nowadays. Everything like if you were to film a home video and put it on YouTube, you're not getting any views, man. Yeah. We're just not in that age anymore. Right. 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 It, well, wait, you said film a home video and not get views? Yeah. Like imagine if you're like in middle school or high school, like we used to make videos. Yeah. And you guys did. Yeah. And like that shit, like I feel like that kind of type of video that like somebody would like go onto YouTube to look up something dumb, like, is never going to get found. I mean, at, the, like, the lowest level of editing. Like, you don't lowest. put, like, that much effort uh, okay. into it. So, okay. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, you know what's interesting to me? I, I think sometimes, like, I've seen some pretty raw vit productions explode because the content was good. May okay, maybe I'm wrong. That, yeah, yeah, you might, you might be because... It, I don't think that it, a production has to be perfect. Now it doesn't. Once you once you find like what people likes, if you want to clean it up a little bit, maybe upgrade your microphone, like the audio quality, upgrade the video quality a little, uh, and keep ref this podcast has come a long way. I not always <laughs> no, have yeah, XLR this, mics. This is nice. This is nice. Yeah, and it, like yeah. I, some people come in and they were on when we were using that Yeti over there, and they come in. It's like, dude, you really upgraded, and it's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of what you have to do eventually. Like you need, like you know, I'm not making money from this, but I'm putting money out because I care about the product. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, 
so like what yeah i mean and and so what you found what you like which is which is like this type of podcast so refine keep fine-tuning it every every year like like yeah. upgrade something yeah get get something that'll take your uh production quality from here to here to here to here to, and like keep moving up some people like let's take uh for example evan bream have you ever heard of him la turtle maybe so he, he's a big guy on vine Sure, and he is one of the oh, maybe raw, maybe I do. He's one of the rawest like pick up his phone and be funny guys. His engagement is outrageous. He's got like millions of subscribers, um, and all, and they're all just cell phone face cams of him like doing the funniest stuff in the world. But like what he would optimize now is like he doesn't need a camera crew and a crazy editing to get big. I I turn on that to watch him just sound funny. So what? So what does he? What did he figure out? Like, he just has to be funny. He doesn't need a certain camera. Maybe to be I was. Funny. Maybe like, I was thinking at it of a different angle because what you're saying makes. I mean, you're total right. Like sense. quality should be there. It, it it absolutely should. Yeah. Absolutely should. But in today's age, like if you have an idea, and you want to see if it's worth giving to people, like you don't need to spend thousands of dollars on on equipment yet no see if the idea works even this then, even what we we're, what we're talking on here is not like it's not budget but it's not fucking like thousands of dollars this is yeah, like a hundred dollar no. board with like two hundred dollar mics yeah yeah like, and you're and you're good right yeah. right you it's can, not crazy you, you know gotta go crazy professional sounding setup for relatively cheap yeah, yeah like sometimes you don't need to break the bank like i could go out and get the joe rogan setup as i like to call it you get a road mic that's three hundred dollars you get a fucking arm that's like two hundred dollars and you know you get like a full soundboard you could do that sure but is that in your budget slash do you have room for that it's like a totally different like, thing do you do you care that much at this point like is <laughs> right. it working like if you were getting like if you were getting like crazy engagement or something like and what you're doing is working by all means go ahead drop drop some dollars like <laughs> upgrade everything get a like hot desk yeah you know? um yeah like the the you don't have to in today's what what I I think what I'm trying to say because like what there was what what you were saying is right like like you do you do need good quality um, now people just like to watch quality stuff but what I was saying is to get started um, and to figure out if an idea will blow up take out your phone and talk talk to it and create that that cr content with your phone right see if yeah. people care about to, what you're saying right to any podcaster i that's pretty much the advice just yeah. start doing it just start doing it right. right when you first started i remember would you didn't you use the microphone on your phone no i used or a yeti or something i mean the yeti was definitely there for a while but i used a headset and I, we put the headset in the middle of the table. Yeah, I remember. I, I just remember something laying on the middle of the table. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what you got to do. Right. That's how we started. And yeah. and Yeah. Like we, I mean, before Delco Nerd Network, we had everything entertainment, me and Trio. And that was like a weekly news podcast on shit. That was like a totally different thing. It was the first time we'd done it. And you like, like, I'm sure you have those videos you look back on. You're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah like you're like oh shit. it just hurts but i right. leave them up there because they are part of my right. journey you're not gonna t you're not gonna take that shit down and it, it's kind of sucks like speaking of that 
the stupid videos we made in high school and shit yeah. that like were like timeless classics that I took down off my channel. Biggest regret of my life. Oh, I'm yeah. sure you have tons of shit. Right. Still. Like right. not maybe not on oh, YouTube. Oh yeah, they're all no, they're still on YouTube like somewhere from my other unlisted from my like <laughs> uh yeah, child hood channel <laughs> <laughs> yeah because like there was some shit me and chris did and somebody in the twitch chat said many many videos made on gucci's video camera back in the day that was true we did like i we made videos all the time yeah, we were always and usually with chris yeah me yeah. and chris always made chris some like was always a shit. creator yeah i remember he i remember like he he would even he went hard in the paint doing that like he i remember one time i came home and i was I saw a video like on Facebook of <laughs> Chris pushing Phil Kim yeah. down our hill on a I, longboard. I remember that in the trash can. Yeah. yeah. He like hits the that. curb and like flips. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Cause now, now we get, we still have that. Like I still tune into that just to see it. Like, cause it's right. outrageous. It's such, a, it's such a like, yeah. I mean like sometimes I'll still watch my, that's my 10 videos. plus years ago. It's like totally different time. Yeah. So sometimes I'll, I, yeah, this is, here's an interesting one. Like one of my old videos, um, it was one of my friends crashing on a dirt bike and the video quality. I don't know what made me put it on YouTube, but uh, I was in like sixth grade. So it was a while ago. Yeah. And iPhones were just becoming. A th I didn't even have to shoot this on an iPhone. I shot this on a, a flip phone. So like, okay. remember that quality? Yes. Flip phone quality. Yeah. <laughs> um, It was shot on a flip phone. It's like my friend going up. A jump on a dirt bike and crashing. There was no sound in the video. <laughs> it was just that. And it was like a two second video. And dude, blows up to like 400,000 views. Really? Yeah. yeah. And it just all, it was only disliked too because the video was so bad. <laughs> there was like no, no likes. And it was like things like, things like that used to happen on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it like didn't matter as much. But now if like, like, I mean, like, totally different thing but like if you put out a video now and it blew up but it blew up negatively it's like uh-oh yeah <laughs> kind of thing yeah um so kind of going back to what we were talking about of making like inter uh incremental improvements to like your setup and stuff so like how are you doing that as uh, somebody with what are you, are you at i think the last time i checked it was 108 thousand yeah are we like about there Hundred eight thousand. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i did a little research <laughs> um, so like how does somebody on on that level like what kind of like like what's the next thing you're like looking to buy to like you know, to improve uh either the the classes or even the YouTube? now well, it's probably both right well when you have the business it's like every everything now is like a a focus of energy it's like where do you want to focus your energy right now we're focused a lot on, on the products, mm -hmm. like product quality and stuff like that. Um, but YouTube is always like that's right now the lifeblood that gets people to pay attention to us. So, right. so that's always improving. So like right now, what I what I'm constantly working on is the 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 space. Like it has to look pristine. Yeah. And in my in my opinion. It does. Realistically, well, doing what I do, yeah, you probably want it to look in, like you want it. My space needs to look like I'm 
I'm real. Like I'm in this. And, you and know? it's professional. Like it needs to look like I'm a real professional producer. So yeah, um, maybe not exactly like this, but like, <laughs> I'm obviously like I'm living at my in my parents' house, and um, yeah, there's a filing cabinet back here that, <laughs> that I can't move. But yeah, and, but like this is all my shit. But yeah, it's like I, we were talking about it when you first came down here. There's only so much, and I bitched about it a lot. The lighting is, is but, a great example. You know, there's like, only so much I can do. You down have here. a you have a table. Like that that was the thing for me. Like I had a, I had I used to have like an old IKEA desk, but then like. The YouTube traffic ramped up, so I was like, okay, well, this is part of my desk is in the video, so I'm going to get a really good desk. I, so I bought a real studio desk now. Okay. Um, Do you have, like, one of those standing desks? So that's an upgrade. Are you one of those guys? No. No standing desk? No okay. standing desk. <laughs> I'm that's, not into it either. <laughs> that's, an, that's an upgrade. It right. works. Now, that's one part of my video that looks nicer. It's, like, really vibrant. It's white. Uh, it looks good, and it's backlit. So that's, like, that's a plus. Um... Uh, I might backlighting is really the thing yeah. with the you know your RBG fucking you know all your your neat purple and your blues and yeah that's yeah. that's a big thing for content creators is that that backlighting right I'm trying uh now like there's still some wall in the background and I'm constantly like blank thinking, wall blank wall it's black but like I'm trying to figure out like what can I put on that wall just to make it what'll make it 10% nicer to look at right you know it's like little things like that i look at my videos like and i look at the, what i see i see my a piece of my chair so you know i have a nice gaming chair it looks good on video yeah the racing chairs yeah. look really nice yeah. on camera so that looks good the desk was in my video so i upgraded that now i got the backlighting on the desk now there's like the stuff behind me i have some uh, audio equipment and it looks good sitting back there. It looks like I'm sitting in a place with audio equipment. Right. Like a real it builds studio. a little character. It doesn't just look like you, you know? set this up to yeah. like make a recording. Like just it. because you're sitting like I'm I am legitimately sitting in a music studio. It's treated like it's a real music studio space, but and, and the stu- and the space is in your house, right? Yes. Okay. But on video it doesn't always look that way. So you have you have to like make sure your space looks like what you're doing. So that's what I'm always working on. Yeah. Is good improving point. the space. I would never have thought of that. That's um, important. The, right. Cause I mean like as a YouTuber that has a perspective, but you're also run a business. So like you need to look, you know, if you're making a recording for a course, it doesn't need it. It, it shouldn't look like shit. Shouldn't look, look like, like shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there. Yeah. So there's a, like there's a lot more that you just points that you just made that maybe like, should I realistically should I have this filing cabinet back here? No, no, <laughs> not at all, not at all. But you like I also sit here there for free, and, and I just and, made and it. I block it. <laughs> I do block. Yeah, it. I, I noticed you are you are yeah. sitting in front of it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think what like for for really cheap, like um, you can get some lights that shoot down, like colored lights that shoot down on this cool stuff you got here. Yeah, and that, and that's kind of the thing too, right? It's like well, like. Am I important or are the figures that you can't really see but sort of see important too? No, that enhance this enhances, enhances the it. vibe. Remember, right. everything's a vibe. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of stuff to think about, and that's when I move out. It's going to be really exciting because I get the opportunity to start from scratch. So, what do you do for a living? Um, so I do. I I actually was going to get into that because um, one what I do with the podcast and the video editing stuff all kind of went into what I do. So, so I work for a continuing professional education company. What that means is I work in a company who 
services, professions like accountants and uh, pharmacists um, who need education after they get their CPA license or whatever license. So they need to educate themselves to just stay relevant and to keep their license. I am part of the production crew behind their webinars. So I do live stream production and just video editing and production. It's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. That's so pretty cool. My podcast, this I've podcast. I've never heard of a profession like that ever. It's very weird. I can't just be like, yeah, I do video production. Like it really, it says <laughs> what I do, but like it's really like, it doesn't really like give you. Wow, that's pretty yeah. interesting. It, it's it's a niche, cool little thing. Um, Yeah. Like I, like I was just saying, like my pot, the podcast, DNN definitely helped me get my job. And what I did in college with that YouTuber helped me get my job. It wasn't about what I did in, in school. It was about everything I did extracurricular in, while That's I was in awesome. school, yeah. which is going back to the thing. It's like, okay, how much did college really help? That degree opened that door for me. But what what I was doing outside of school was really what my employer looked at. Yeah. Nice. And when I get another job, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be like, okay, like what what's he doing for work? Sure. But like, oh, he also has a podcast. That's interesting. Like he's making they, content dude, that isn't like just that. career. Now, like I'm, I'm beginning to, you know, hire people, like test them out, see what, the, see what they got, and what's valuable to me in somebody is the projects that they've held up, like extracurricular. Right, like, and it doesn't like matter that. if it's if it's a fucking. Like if it, you know, if you're getting a thousand million views or you're getting 10, like you're doing something and that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, uh, right now, like we're, we're, we're looking around trying to hire people who could, who could make instruments for us. Right. So somebody who can make an instrument has to be a really, really good music producer like just has to be a master at x instrument yeah like master at that instrument and, and it's not even like guitar too right it's like it could be it could be anything any, it could be anything like a fucking bassoon um, but it could be a bassoon <laughs> if you can make a bassoon a virtual instrument sound good then we probably have something for you to do awesome um but like yeah like what we're what we're what what i notice is like like we we don't uh and this this is pretty relevant to today's world it's like uh People could come to me and they'll, they'll, they have a, they might have a degree in, let's say, like business or something. But like, you know, there's something where a degree, it's not going to help you here. I want to see what you, your extracurricular activities. Have you, have you worked on something? Have you tried to build your own projects in, in an area you're passionate about? Like, even if you're just like, even if you're a, a middle of the line um, music producer, but I, I think like I can... I can train you to like step up certain things sure. to step up quality. I still want to see like like that you're passionate enough to start a project and and um, stick with it. That's what's cool about like doing this stuff with Chris is because I know like he's he's done albums by himself. Yeah, man. Like like the he, fact that he got music on. I mean, I'm on Spotify, but getting a podcast on Spotify is pretty easy. When he when he put up his album, uh, Penelope, you know, his Penelope Sunshine, um, yeah. persona. I was like, wow, it's like a whole, whole like the, brand. I, I was like, right, but it's also like I I would assume getting music on Spotify is pretty difficult. Maybe I'm wrong, but like I was like, as somebody who doesn't know how to do that necessarily, I mean, I know how to do podcasts, but 
as somebody who's looking from the outside in, I'm just like, wow, dude, that's fucking impressive. How many yeah. people do you know with music on Spotify? Right. And they were like any music platform. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So like that, that like working with Chris taught me a lot about like what I need to look for in other people. It's like, because now I know like the reason Chris is so, so good. Like Chris can deliver a really good product. Yeah. Like, um, I know now like what level of like ambition you need to have in what you do. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. So what uh I was gonna say what else before we kind of start wrapping it up? What's what's kind of like down the line for you? Like what what's I mean you kind of mentioned the instruments, but like anything else that you haven't talked about that's kind of like in the future that's big for the channel or for the uh the courses? So yeah, it's like the 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 YouTube channel I eventually I wanna so if I keep doing what I'm doing now, I'm not gonna grow to like a million subscribers. Okay. However, now that now I'm so good at YouTube, I could probably figure out how I would want to get there. But that's like you know that's a way I could go. Or, um, the other thing I really want to do is like just keep developing this amazing business that we have now. Right. Um, making like cool things there's so many things i want to make now like i want to create so many different instruments i want to i want to put out there and eventually i want to get into developing real like virtual instruments like from from code ones that so like they're called plugins yeah um, i don't know what a plugin is. Uh, we want i want to get into plugin development eventually um but that's like you need you need a lot of experience and money I was going to say, that. is that really difficult, even from, like, a, a technical standpoint? Like, how much, co like, coding do you need to know to do that? You need to be an absolute master. So that okay. means I need to hire an absolute master. Right. So I need to be able to afford an absolute, absolute master. master. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, so we're not there yet, but um, we have, we're not, we haven't really, you know, we still have a lot to do in what we're doing now, like sample packs. So uh, we're hoping this is, like, a... Well, we're not hoping like it will be. This is a big step into that next step for the business into to being a real, you know, plug-in virtual instrument company eventually. Uh, but right now we're just having fun. The YouTube thing, maybe I'll I'll start uh, I start like really working to blow that up, or I just might just keep that small. So. I can keep my focus on the business. I'm not really right. You can't you know. do you can't do both full time. You kind of have to pick and yeah. choose what you're gonna. If do. I was a full time YouTuber, I could probably blow that up. Right. If that's all I had to do, um, like because then you obsess with it. But like we were saying, YouTube money's weird. YouTube money's weird. <laughs> you don't. You, you. I've seen. You know, David Dobrik. Yeah. I've seen him go for, get, collect a check for three hundred grand a month. And then the next month, YouTube decided, eh, we're, we're not going to pay people like you anymore. Right, right. And then he, now he doesn't make any money from YouTube. Right. I mean, the same thing on Twitch, man. Twitch is um, really weird for that as well. I feel like you get, it's more, it's much more easier to start a business on Twitch, but it's still like if you aren't streaming constantly, you, you're losing You money. owe your life to streaming if you decide to stream. That was something we didn't talk about. Oh, yeah. I tried it. <laughs> yeah. So how was your experience with streaming? 
Was I mean, it this like... is just a fun time of my life. That was uh, when I was still figuring out like what kind of creator I wanted to be. That was back in 2017. So the YouTube was still going, but I still didn't think I was going to be a full-time YouTuber. <clears throat> so I was like, mm, let's try streaming. You know what? Do you, do you remember Kevin Cantz? Yes. Your old neighbor? Yeah. Yeah. So do you, you know what happened to him on Twitch? No. No. So some some of the something sounds familiar about this, but continue. So Kevin Kantz created a persona, Mr. Chang, on Twitch, and he was the top streamer for GTA. Have with like 15,000 viewers every single day. Was he like <laughs> one of those role play GTA yes. streamers? Yes. That is like a big fucking thing. It is a big weird thing that I do not yeah, understand. We're not gonna go into it. I don't wanna watch it. Yeah. If yeah. you wanna learn more about that, go to Twitch and you will it's the GTA role play. Check it out. You might or might not be into it. <laughs> but but hey, he something about his character cracked worldwide and now like like Facebook just just uh Gave him a massive contract to go to leave Twitch and go to Facebook. Um, what the? Why didn't I fucking know? This is always what amazes me about like yeah, like never would have guessed that. So like I, what's interesting back in 2017 he was streaming, but like it had not blown up yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he was like telling me all the time he's like you got to stream, dude. Like like stream, like it's stream. It's, it's working. Like, stream, bro. <laughs> he, was, he had like 400 viewers at that time. That's and a, uh, that's a lot. I would say that is a very nice sized audience. It is. That's great for live. That's live people. Right. Like, yeah. I I think I think um a lot of people get stuck at around. 100 to 200. I see a lot of... I watch a lot of streamers who are always at that number. And yeah. my my views are low. Like, we maybe get, like, like 1 to 10. Like, yeah. and But that's yeah. just... And, like, the but the stream isn't, like, the biggest component. And it, is, is, it, is it annoying? Sure. Do I wish I had more? Sure. But I'm not going to get bent out of shape about it. But yeah. I, I feel like once you break that 200 barrier for a streamer, you're, like, in a very good zone. So 400, I think, is good. But anyway, continue. (laughs) Yeah. So he had four, like around 400. And I was like, I saw it was working for him. But when I started stream, so I started streaming music production. um, And in the back of my head, uh, uh, while I was doing it, I was like, I I just don't, I don't know. I, I couldn't feel the purpose of watching somebody stream if it was going to be my primary thing like maybe i can stream my life as a produce music producer which i think the idea is cool um but i don't just to display that do you want to stream i didn't know how to do that right also do you want to commit to doing that every well that was the thing i gave it a 90 day run i streamed every day for three to five hours every single day did that like wipe you out or did that wipe you out it you you got in the beginning it did but like you actually get used to it it becomes like oh it's like becomes like eating like you just you wake up it's 12 o'clock i gotta hop on stream um but that what sucked about it is like i didn't make any money of it and i was putting in all so you were streaming on youtube or twitch twitch okay i was putting in all that time and I wasn't making any money on it. I think in that three months, I made $100. <laughs> I was going to say, tips. You, yeah, because one, you have to get partner and then subscribers. It's not just followers. 
Yeah. Um, people have to actually pay you. That's where the revenue comes in with Twitch is the subscriptions, which are five bucks a month. Yeah. And then there's different tiers. Plus, I was getting stuff. like tips, donations, like right? It was gonna, it was gonna and it added that. up to a hundred bucks, which I th- actually thought was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah all right. um, but uh, yeah, for that to really have taken off, it was that was another crossroad. I'm gonna for me to be a streamer, I have to do this seven days a week, all day. And that's just not how I want want to do things. I do this type of business because I want freedom to make music and hang out and like drink beer with my friends and you know you know what I mean like I- right because because I know tons of streamers. I think it's a very it's a very bad um, very bad what what's the term I'm looking for? Not like way to like I guess the lifestyle. It's a very bad lifestyle to not. Be able to take a break, go on vacation. Yeah, like those Stre- streamers, streamers that like, miss a week—that's big. That's, that's a big, a deal. big deal. Yeah, like and streamers that miss a day, even I'm like, because there's still when you're a streamer missing a day, there is a streamer 14 hours a day, seven days a week, right? Somewhere, you it's, know. I, I, you know, I've talked to a lot of streamers. I'm friends with a lot of streamers, and I, I, I know a streamer that she, I've, I've. I've had her on on the podcast before. Um, she uh, pretty much was doing that during the you know streaming, uh, you know like a regular probably like six to eight hour stream pretty much every day, and she just totally stopped doing that. She's like, I need a lifestyle it's, change. Yes, I was like, I can't do it's this. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, streaming I, is an absolute I lifestyle. Like, I, I didn't like that. I feel like I'm like sapped. And she was kind of like when we were doing the podcast, I think like right after that, she had announced that she was going to like just not stream every day and just stream when she wanted to. And yeah. um, like my life started looking like my bedroom. That's not good. Like and then it was the, <laughs> it's the end of the day. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, I mean, then the end of the day comes and you go outside and it's the end of the day. It's like, oh, my God, dude, that's like, what like did work, I do working from home during covid like fucking I, I, I always say I shit and play in the same place. I, I fucking sit on that chair and I yeah. work and then I play in that chair or on that couch in yeah. the same room. Yeah. And it sucks. I can't wait to go back to the office just because like I like when oh, COVID, so you're out of the office now still. Damn. Since covid. Yeah. And I, like it's been horrible. I hate I just don't like working from home. I like leaving. Yeah, um, yeah. I was get. I I was. It was in the back of my head. I was thinking about they, it. To so ask. they didn't close. They didn't open up the office for people who want to go back. Or you think they're going to? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I How think, many people are working there? Um, my company probably has about fifty people that go to the office normally. Um, we've grown a lot during COVID, and I was going to ask you, how has COVID been for your business? Has it affected you at all? Not at all. Yeah, I was. Nothing. I was. I was. I was either going to suspect to hear nothing or we've been doing better because people are home well doing you know like shit. it was kind of like it was interesting or when we back when we launched the course it's called edm boot camp um which edm is electronic dance music <laughs> so like let's <laughs> just call it production boot camp so it's like a boot camp <laughs> style course where you just you learn everything about music production so we when we launched that it was launch year so it was sales were high and it carried us all the way to this year, and the COVID happened. And I suppose that because COVID happened, you know, you, you we got a lot more hobbyists. People like, ah, oh, yeah, we're right. gonna try music production. Your hands, right? So I'll, sure. I'll buy your course, and like, so this is year two. So it's been like a really interesting two years because we had the first launch year, and then the second COVID year, which is an irregular year. Yeah, right? and sales are like about the same. So okay, yeah, so. 
now what's going to happen next year? <laughs> we yeah, don't know. life gets back to normal. Yeah, we don't have any. Yeah. Well, what's, I mean, I mean, we're we're there at that point, right? Things are definitely getting back to normal. Get but getting there, but they're still, still we're still like in this. We're still weird not year. like we we kind of just ran out of gas a couple days ago. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? People filling up their fucking like shopping bags with gas, like videos going. Viral. Yeah, like, dude. What are we doing? I mean that that shit's always going to be like that. Yeah. Um, my dog is like slowly pushing that pillow off. <laughs> thing. He's been sleeping there that whole time. Sometimes when he's good, man, he sleeps there during the whole podcast and it's fine. But sometimes he barks and it's just like, dude, uh, killing me. Yeah. Anyway, um, I had I had another thing, I think, before I wanted to like outro. Fuck. Think about this it. This always think, happens. Think. Uh, no pressure. There's just a camera on you. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Well, I actually thought of another thing. Did you ever think about doing Patreon? Tried it. Um, I, I didn't do that as hard as I wanted to, but uh, if I did Patreon, I was only going to do Patreon. And, right. Oh, and it's kind of weird to run a business and do a Patreon. Yeah, right? but really usually patrons, sense. that's what they do. Right. Like... If I if I ran a Patreon, all my I wouldn't have a course. It, all that I would just have premium content on Patreon. Right. And at the price you could work with Patreon, I didn't think it was gonna be as profitable as if I just did it my way. I like on my own website. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I opted out of the idea of Patreon and went the course route, and it's been working. So I'm probably not ever gonna be a patron unless for some reason i i do something where that sounds like it makes sense to have a patreon right it does seem kind of conflicting to be like oh yeah pay pay me then i'll give you a free stuff but i also like have a bit like a business i feel like i've never seen a patreon uh, somebody on patreon that kind of like does that unless they're selling art which is a little different that's that's like so when you're you're when you're when you're a content and this is important when you're a content creator whether you're, you know, you're growing a profile on Instagram or some, if you want to grow a lifestyle brand, if you want to uh, be an influencer on YouTube, TikTok, whatever it is, every influencer has that one thing in the background that is like a supplement to what they do. Like, so, for example, if you take uh, a fitness influencer on Instagram, they will almost always have a link. In their bio, that takes you to the one thing that they sell. This could be a Patreon, um, but if it's not a Patreon, they'll have the course, a course on how to get fit. They'll have a program on very how to get example. fit. Very good example. Yeah, yeah. So every influencer has that one thing. So if you want to get into like being a content creator, like you really need to think about like what is it that um, you're going to to build on the back end that's going to 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 pay you money you know cuz it's right. not always like unless you have millions of followers you can't sell a post for a million dollars like Kylie Jenner could could uh you could buy a post on Kylie Jenner's Instagram for like a million bucks and uh she will hold your product in a, in a picture you know who you know who's like pretty much i mean you do you follow dude with a sign or do you know who that is? No. It's a dude, and he lives in New York, and you like he just holds a sign, and they say funny things. But sometimes, 
he'll get like endorsements and sponsorships that he'll be like holding a sign like relevant to like a car or some sort of service or product and yeah like he he has you should look him up he's most of them are funny it definitely started as like a funny thing there'd be like you know like like funny things like like i don't know i'm trying to think off the top of my head what's a what's a funny thing that he's posted before uh i don't know anyway but yeah he'd hold he'd hold up signs and they'd be just funny shit and then it evolved because he got so many followers into okay now i'm gonna buy like some company's gonna buy an an ad yeah something something like that so so when you're when you're big you can make a lot of money um selling ad space on your videos or your your pictures like on instagram um but if you're like a mid-level influencer like me i have a hundred thousand subscribers so I'm not going to make a ton of money selling ad space on a video, but if I have my business, if I have a website that sells products, I can make a lot of money doing that. So that's like my one thing. That's what I was trying to get to. It's like you want to have that one, that one thing, that one product, that one service uh, on the back end of your content creation that like, you know, because if you have 10 fans and those 10 fans can pay you a thousand bucks each for your one-on-one session. Um, a thousand bucks each for like a one-on-one program that goes, let's say, two months. Like these, this is just the type of session that I used to sure. sell. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have a lot of fans, so I had this this uh, program was a thousand dollars, and you had it was just like a batch of lessons for like like a four pack of lessons that lasted two months. Um, and you know, if you have like, you don't need a million fans to make money there. Like I only had a few people paying them, uh, paying me. But if I sell five of them, that's five grand, you know. And if you could sell five of those a month, then you're making a living, uh, with a small audience, uh, doing what you love. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. 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 I think that's a very good note to kind of like transition out and kind of end this. Yeah. I feel like that was a dude talking to you has been. A lot of fun. This has been yeah, a man. very cool podcast. Cool, so, yeah. This thank you for fun. coming on. Yeah, of course, man. So, oh, I know what I was going to ask. Where'd you get Alex Rome from? Obviously, the Alex part makes sense. Where'd you get the Rome part Think from? Think really hard. What do you, mean, what's my Italian? middle name? What's my middle name? I don't know. You don't know? I, I mean, may have known at one me, point. Me, Nick, and Chris have the same middle name. Jerome? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. I was going to be... I was going to... Go ahead. Originally be... Alexander Jerome or Jerome Alexander because Chris kind of like created this weird thing where on Facebook he's, he's Jerome, Jerome Christopher. Christopher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's going to be Alex Jerome, but then I was like, mm, yeah, Alex Rome sounds rolls off and sounds like a stage name. It does. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, and I was going to ask, why did you want to make a stage name? Because I feel like Martinelli is, is like, it sounds nice. Like our Italian last name. It sounds name is long and yeah. it's not, it's my real name. It's like, and, I just don't think it doesn't have that power that Rome has. Like Alex Rome, I just think it's shinier. That's an interesting thing to kind of. Uh, I like, like the name. Conclusion. The, the to name. Come to. Yeah, the name matters. Yeah, because I feel like for me, like Gucci or people call me Gooch all the time. I feel like, like I like my last name. Like if I feel like I made a brand, it would definitely have my last name in it. Yeah, I because dude, I, I can am, see like. Gooch being a streamer name, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. I I could that would be too. huge. Yeah. I mean, it's it's my handles. I don't have you know. It's funny. On Twitter, I tried to buy the Gooch from somebody. It's, really? It's just this like Italian dude, normal dude, like nothing weird about him. But like I like I was like, hey, 
how like would you would you sell your handle? And he's like, no. And I'm like, fuck. So I'm I am underscore the gooch on everything. But like, imagine if I just had the gooch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just yeah. means so much more. That does. It does. It's unique. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of uh, people with like handles or brands that are kind of like, uh, yeah, we couldn't get this, so we have the next best thing we can think of. Yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But Alex, where we've been talking about Alex Rome this whole time, but where can actually people find you? On YouTube at Alex Rome. I have an Instagram at Alex Rome Sound where I also put up um, uh, music production tutorials and tips. Um, but I also put up pictures of what I'm doing sometimes too, so it gets a little bit more personalized on the Instagram. Um, if you're interested in, yeah, if you want to follow my journey, I'm never going to stop. So you're going to get to see me blow up one day. <laughs> What's your website? Is it just alexrome? Alexromesound.com. Um, and that's where, uh, if you're a music producer, we sell a bunch of cool tools, uh, sample packs, preset packs, courses. Check us out. They're most likely something there that you would find really and interesting his links will be in the description so if you guys are on youtube or whatever podcasting app they they will be there so if you're if you didn't hear slash just want an easy click it'll be down there again alex thanks for coming on man this has been this has been very cool did you actually did you bring the play button i did you want to see it yeah we got to end it with that (laughs) before i do the outro (laughs) this is the first time i've literally ever seen one like I've I've seen them, but I haven't like seen it. You know, you know like it's actually a really organized, organized oh, man. process. And if I ever break it, they get they, they give you like this thing where if you ever break it. Oh, uh, let's see. Wow, that's so cool. Wait, so yeah, what are they talking about when you break it? They say if you ever like break it or lose it, you can. I can give them my code and they'll make up <gasps> Gino with the camera <laughs> they'll make I'm, me up I'm another for, for audio or sir for YouTubers I'm just gonna kinda like hold this up a little bit so everyone can see it god I just got those these new pillows they're huge but they're really comfy and he just pushed the pillows <laughs> off it's alright dude that's awesome you should yeah, be so is that is that hanging up Hell yeah. yeah, it's like you gotta be like, yeah, here we go, the play right, button. Right in the background of my videos. That's so cool. Yeah, I feel, yeah, like most YouTubers I have, or I listen, watch, that have one. It's always This is my back. degree. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> that's my degree. Get a, dress up in like the college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good picture, actually. That's like a degree. It's a good picture idea for Instagram. Like, yeah. people, people would really really like that yeah i didn't know you had an instagram i think i just followed it like recently because i i was yeah well i got two i i have my personal personal one like right alex right. martinelli yeah but the, um, I, yeah i was talking about i don't that. really use but i want to start using more because i like just creating content yeah uh, I, I, I have fun yeah, on instagram too. i use uh my business one more which is alex room sound well, guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast, you can find us live at twitch.tv slash Network if you want to watch uh, this podcast live or check out the next one. If you're not watching live, you can find us on youtube.com slash Network and any podcast service, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, you know, whatever you listen to, we're probably on. And if we're not on it, let us know. I think it's usually a pretty easy process to get on those apps. 
Um, you can find us at facebook.com slash Network on Instagram and Twitter at Delco Nerds. Our website, you can go to www.delconerdnetwork.com has all the information I just gave you. And you can also join our Discord channel on our website as well. It's like the first thing you come to when you go there. It's like Delco Network, join the community, watch the latest episode. <laughs> but for Alex, I've been Anthony Rigucci. Thank you guys for listening and watching. See you next time. Stay nerdy.